Welcome back to the Choosing Simple podcast. My name is Amy Fuel, and if you are not aware, this podcast is about modern day living um, where we have to choose simple. Modern day life can be hard to navigate, but even a simple homestead life can be, well, not so simple. In the Choosing Simple podcast, I talk about embracing raw emotions and real life in moments of motherhood, womanhood, and just this general homesteading lifestyle. Simplicity doesn't just happen. It's a choice we have to make every single day in a society that tells us not to choose simple. So whether you're a tired mama washing dishes at 11 p.m. or a woman gardener battling those darn squash bugs, this podcast is for you. Let's talk about real life. Let's talk about choosing simple in today's podcast episode. So I am trying something new. I am recording video so that you can watch this on YouTube if you don't want to listen to it on the podcast. And I am also just recording the audio um, where we can do this on the podcast like normal. And so if you want to watch the video, I don't know why you would, but you can. If not, you're listening to the audio version of it. But if you are watching the YouTube version, you can see my mess of a house in the background. There's some books. Uh, we're getting ready for our church school uh, this week, and so that doesn't start until September. And so I have ordered all the curriculum. We have a school at our church that uh, my friend Mary Catherine and I run, and so we're just preparing for that. And then, of course, we're still unpacking for moving and all of that stuff. And so this week, I'm actually talking about that. I have not posted a podcast episode in probably over a year. The last year has been a little bit crazy. And um, I think that I need to start this brand new season of the podcast by talking about exactly what's been going on over the last 10 or so months and how that is going to shape this podcast and my YouTube channel and all of the things that I do. And so to give you just a really quick, quick rundown, um, back in October of 2021, I found out that I was expecting unexpectedly kind of, uh, we were not necessarily preventing pregnancy, but we also were not expecting you to get pregnant. For those of you who don't remember, and I do plan to do a podcast episode on this in the future, it took us nine years between our first child and our second child to get pregnant and that second child, we really weren't expecting because we just had chalked it up to, we had infertility issues and we would never have a second child. I went on the keto diet. I instantly in two months, I got pregnant. And again, I'll do another episode on that one day. But, um, so we had our second child. And so here we are, that second child just turned three in June and we have a newborn who is now a month old. And so this is pretty crazy. You know, it was crazy to find out in October that we were expecting and it just kind of changed a lot of things. And so for years I had been telling my husband that I really wanted to move. I felt like God was just pushing us to move. What I realized now is that God had put that desire to move in my heart long before my husband's because I needed to be pushing him just a little bit, just nudging him a little bit for when the time actually did come for us to move, for him to, to jump. Because the story that I'm about to tell you about this new property that we have in this new house, um, I wanted to inspire you 
And I also want you to know that God is still a very working God, a very real, live, tangible God. And I think that we forget that. We forget that God left his Holy Spirit with us to direct us and guide us and, and teach us. And a lot of the trend I'm seeing on social media right now, there's this big trend. And I, I've never really cared enough to take the time to figure out where it originated from. Um, where a lot of these influencers online are saying, basically discrediting the Holy Spirit, saying that you should never say God told you this or God's leading you to do this, which is completely unbiblical, by the way. I mean, I get the concept, like, I get the concept that um, there are false teachers out there who say, oh, God showed me this vision and it's, you know, you're all going to be millionaires. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, we know that's not true. That's a false teacher. Um, that's great. But doing a blanket statement and saying that uh, people should not use those words. You should not use the words that God showed you. You should not use the words that God's leading you. Um, why not? <laughs> Those are inaccurate uh, teachings that typically stem from people who have had a bad experience with someone saying that. Um, but it doesn't mean that it's unbiblical. It just means that you, as a disciple of Christ and as a teacher of disciples, um, you should be careful and you should test all things against scripture and you should absolutely take things and make sure they go along with the Bible. But the Holy Spirit is working within us every single day. Every single day of my life, I talk to God. Every single day, I am led by the Holy Spirit. That's kind of how the Christian relationship is supposed to work. And so when we say things like, you shouldn't say, God told you. You shouldn't say, God is leading you. Why not? Because God is leading me. God did tell me. God did show me. And me not saying that is kind of like, well, I think that it was God, you know, and I'm just like, okay, we're, we're getting a little too nitpicky in the American church now, but I digress anyhow. So I'm going to say, uh, in this story of our house, I want you to know that God is still working. God is still active and alive. The word of God says that the word is alive and living. God is living. We forget that. I think we forget that he can guide us and teach us with his Holy spirit. So all that to say, I believe that God placed on my heart, um, I know that he did sooner than my husband's heart for us to move because when this house came available, we had to move. It had to happen. And so the next part of that is that I, I know um, me getting pregnant was really the start of all of this. So getting pregnant in October, that was instantaneously, my husband said, we have to move. And I'm like, well, I've kind of been telling you that for a little while now. And, uh, he's like, yeah, I, I hear that in the back of my head now. Like we've, we really need to prepare to move, but here's the thing. The market was, and still is insane right now, the housing market. So starting in October, we put contract after contract on houses and various different things. So I want to take you back to July of last year. So in July of last year, we actually bid on a farm that we really felt that God was leading us to buy. 
there were a lot of things that happened. And this is a good example of how God was working, but not in the way we thought he was working. And God was speaking, but not in the way we thought he was speaking. Because his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. It's really that simple. Um, and so there was this property that was going up for auction. We thought for sure, like we felt very, very, very heavily that this was a, the property for us, but it wasn't. And so what happened was we went to bid on this auction. We really thought we had it in the hat. And then suddenly this, this other buyer comes in and just wipes us out, pays an unreasonable amount for this property. And, um, we didn't get it. And it was so weird because I sat there and I remember being in this house and being on the front porch of this house and just thinking this is for us. And later that evening before the auction, I had a dream and I thought it was really interesting that I was pregnant. My baby was due in July and she came after sunset. And, um, that's so interesting to me now that I look back on it. And so I thought, okay, this is the house and maybe I'm going to get pregnant again. And maybe my baby will be due in July. Of course, this is before October, um, when I knew I was pregnant. So the auction day comes, we lose the auction. We're very, very, um, like what happened? My husband was, fine. He was fine with it. His prayers had been answered. If it wasn't for us, then it wouldn't come to us. And I was just kind of sitting back like, whoa, 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 whoa. God did tell me we were going to move. And this was kind of like in the right time frame. So what's happening? And what I didn't realize is that what God was speaking to my heart is that this isn't for you. And I have something better for you. And gave me a glimpse of what that was without me fully knowing what that was. And so, you know, the fall came. And when I found out um, that I was pregnant, well, right before that, uh, a friend of mine, two friends. Okay, so I had two friends. One friend had said, hey, I know you didn't get that house, but I had a dream that you guys bought a house. It was right around conference time because we host the Homesters of America conferences and you were just really stressed out. There was a lot of stuff going on. You were stressed out. So I thought, okay, well maybe our house will come that October or the next October. Not thinking that, um, we also had other conferences coming up at different times in the new year. And so that was the first thing that was probably in August in September Another friend called me up and she's like, Hey, I had a dream that you were pregnant and you were pregnant right at conference time. And you were just like, it was crazy, but you were telling us that you were pregnant and it was just amazing. And I'm like, okay, that's really interesting because remember I had this dream back in July that I was going to be pregnant. I was going to have a baby sometime due in July and that she came after sunset, which I don't know what was, you know, profound about that. I still don't know that, but so anyhow, I knew this and I kind of just brushed it off. Well, things really started happening. That was in September and October, right at conference. Um, right after that, I found out I was pregnant. We had an upcoming Tennessee event in January of 2022. And I am very, very sick when I am pregnant. And so that was very difficult for me. But not only that, the week before we left for Tennessee, you know, we were just discouraged. We'd put contract after contract on houses, on farms, on land, and somebody would come in underneath of us and just rip it out with a cash offer. And we were offering good prices for this stuff and it wasn't happening. 
And so I was just done. Like I was tired from being pregnant. I was tired from all of it. But I really felt God saying to me, your house is going to come between January and February of 2022. And so I told my husband that over and over and over again. I don't even think there's any point in us looking until then. So the week before we left for the conference, the January conference, a friend of ours tells us about this house that an older couple owns and they need to sell it because the older uh, lady, she needed to go into an assisted living or nursing home. They didn't want to put it on the market. They didn't want the hassle of it. And so he wanted us to come look at it. And so my husband said, well, if he's serious, just have him call us. And that night he did. He called me and he told me about the house. And I'm going to be honest with you. I was not interested at all in coming to see this house. What I wanted in my mind was a farmhouse with at least 20 acres. And I, that's what I wanted. I thought that's what God was going to bring to us. And so this house was a brick house on almost six acres. And it was not necessarily in the county I wanted to be in either, but it was just in the county right beside us. So I told the older man, I said, listen, uh, we are about to go to Tennessee and we will call you when we get back and we'll come look at the house. And that's what we did. The week after we got back, we called him up. He said, yes, he was still interested in selling the house and we should come look at it. So that's what we did. We came and we looked at the house and, you know, again, it wasn't what I wanted. I kept thinking, this is not what I want, but it's a huge house. It's like three times bigger than our current house. The land is amazing. Like the land is just perfect. The house is hidden away, which, you know, that's another God thing, which I do not feel God leading me to share. Um, but just know that that was totally a God thing and it's okay. Like it could, it could be fine for, for our needs. And, uh, I walked into the master bedroom and I opened one of the doors that I thought was a closet and it was actually another little tiny room in the master bedroom. And the older gentleman looks at me, he goes, you know, my wife always called this the nursery, but she never had any kids. This was her second marriage. He's like, and I always wondered why she called it the nursery. He's like, maybe because she just knew, you know, that one day it would be a nursery. And that kind of hit me like, okay, this is starting to get crazy. And so the older gentleman said, listen, I assume to just sell it to you. I don't want to put it on the market. If you want it, make me an offer. So we went home, we prayed about it. And, um, my husband made him an offer much lower than what the market would have given him, but it was what we could afford. And we felt like what the house was worth pre inflation. And, um, he accepted it. He goes, well, that was the number that I was having in my head. I don't want to price gouge you. I just want it to go to a family that's going to love this house. That was the end of January. That was the last week of January. The first week of February, we signed the contract. The first week of March, we were moving in. And that's how quick that happened. All of it happened very quickly. And this home is everything I could ever want that I didn't know I wanted. And I think that's really important to stress to you that I, in my mind, I had this picture of the house that I wanted and the land that I wanted. And yes, I still have that desire, mostly for the land because I love this house. But um, God gave us something that I didn't know I wanted. 
And here's the fun part is that my husband got everything that he wanted. He wanted a brick house. He wanted a three-car garage, which this has underneath of the house. And he wanted a much bigger house for our growing family and flat land. And this is all flat land. And he got exactly what he wanted. And I was over here feeling a little bit gypped. Like, okay, God, come on, give me something. And as I, as we moved in, as we got here, as I've been living here, I can't imagine any other place that I want to be. Just the little intricate details that I've been finding that make my heart so glad that I know are things from God. Like I love peonies and I could never grow peonies at our old house because it was too shady. And so when we got here, I was like, I'm going to buy all these peonies to plant. But of course I was feeling very sick from pregnancy and I never got around to ordering them. Lo and behold, these plants start popping up and there's got to be at least six peony plants. Some need to be transplanted, but already here. And they were beautiful. The big vintage pink peony plants like that everyone wants. And I was just, I cut them and I had peonies for weeks and they were just amazing. And those little things that God gladdened my heart with while those first few weeks and first few months we've been here. And so sometimes God gives us more, right? The Bible says that he gives us increasingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask for. And that's exactly what happened in this situation. And I think it's a really great reminder that God is still working. And let's go through that timeline again. We didn't get this house that we thought God was giving to us in the beginning in July, in August, someone told me, you know, well, in July, I had this dream that I was going to be pregnant and that my baby was due in July and she would come after sunset. That happened. My baby from, that I was got pregnant with in October, it was a girl, which was our first girl. And she was due July 4th or July 3rd, sorry. And she came on July 1st, I knew that she was going to come in July just based on what God had told me in that dream. So she came on July 1st and she was going to wait. I went into labor that night, that last night of June. I was only in labor for two and a half hours and she came right after 1 a.m. on July 1st morning. So she waited. She waited until then, which was awesome. So that all happened but not in the house that we thought we were going to be in because God had something better for us in more ways than I can even tell you. There, there are a lot of things here that I don't feel like sharing just for privacy reasons, but it just, it just, just know that it is, it is more than we could have ever imagined that we would have. And so as I sit here and I tell you this story, I hope that it encourages you because I know a lot of us are praying for a lot of different things right now. And a lot of us have these promises that we feel like God has given us and they haven't come to pass yet. Now I would encourage you to test those against scripture. I would encourage you to test those against your own personal wants, personal wants and needs are two totally different things. And I would also encourage you to understand that God knows better than we do. 
God knows where your life is going. You don't. God knows where you should belong and where you're going to be the safest. That's so key. That's so key. How many times do we pray for protection and then we're like, oh, is God really protecting me? Think of how many car accidents you could have been in. Think of how many things could have happened to you, how sick you could have gotten or cut yourself or whatever. How many projects have you done where you could have really hurt yourself, but God protected you, right? And so that's how I believe because that's what the Bible says. God, God is in control and people will teach that he's not. But he is. God is in control. And then we, you know, we have personal responsibility as well. But the Holy Spirit is still working. I can give you an example. The other day, my husband said he was at work with, um, with one of his friends that was working with him. And he was holding something and the friend was getting ready to do something else. And he, he said he heard God say to him, move your hand. And he didn't listen. And when he didn't listen, that, that the other um, friend who was working slammed down on his hand with a hammer and, or something like that. I can't remember the exact details and hurt. It hurt really bad. And he's like, just that simple quickness of move your hand. And I didn't listen because I didn't believe it. I didn't trust it. I didn't think that that small voice was really God. And it was because what happened? He got hurt. God continuously works through us. God continuously speaks to us, whether it is, you know, telling us something directly, whether it is through a dream or a vision or through the testimony of someone else or a dream from someone else. And oftentimes when God has shown you something, there will always be confirmation. Always. And I really want you to know that that's really important. There will always be confirmation that that is from God. And somebody else will say, hey, I saw this, or God told me this about you, or they'll start talking about it. You know, something that God has shown you and you're like, wait a second, maybe God really is talking to me. And it's in those moments that we really have to trust him that he knows what he's doing because he does know what he's doing. And so I hope that, that this very first podcast episode, uh, after a very long hiatus encourages you to seek diligently the Holy spirit to not, to not question so much, but to, um, press into what you feel like God is telling you. And of course, test it against the Bible and yourself and with confirmations. And don't discount that God is always working in your life. And God is always working for the good of those who love him, who truly love him. And sometimes those disappointments are just reroutes. You are not supposed to be here. I'm turning you the other way. And that's what you hear God say. I want you to hear God say that when you get rerouted. You don't belong here. As amazing as it might be or as horrible as it might be, you don't belong here. And I have something better for you. So I hope this encourages you, inspires you. There are a lot of things coming up um, on the podcast that I have a long list of things that I plan on recording and sharing with you. And as always, they include God because God is a huge part of our lives and because we truly believe that the Holy Spirit talks to us and guides us. And I want you to see a true Christian life where we believe that way. 
because so many people think that God doesn't speak anymore, that God was just speaking in the Old Testament, that he doesn't work anymore. And that is so far from the truth. I can't tell you how many times I read from these social media influencers and the people who blindly follow them that God couldn't possibly be talking to you because you're not like, you're not like David. You're not like Esther. You're not like all of these people. We forget these people were sinners though. They were imperfect and God chose them. So what God can only talk to people in the old Testament and the new Testament. He can't talk to people now. No, it's the farthest from the truth of what the Bible actually teaches. So as you walk through your life this week, be encouraged. Don't be discouraged. Know that if you have been rerouted, that it's God. And also understand that there will be times where you get rerouted and it's not God, but God will still have that burning fire in you that you're supposed to keep going. So don't stop going. Keep pushing forward and listen for his voice and test it and be confident that he is working in your life and he absolutely gives us more abundantly than we could ever imagine. And I don't mean that, you know, a lot of people take that as monetarily. I don't necessarily mean that monetarily. I even mean that in the simple things like the peonies that were planted here decades before I ever stepped foot on this property. Even those little things are abundantly from him. So don't forget that. All right, guys, thank you for joining me on the Choosing Simple podcast this week. I have a lot coming up for you as long as I can keep up with it. Podcasting right now in this season of life is so much easier than making videos, especially when you have a baby and a toddler running around. So be sure to look for more podcast episodes. And until next time, don't forget to choose simple.